Welcome to The Perspective with Mike Sherbino. We're a TV show and a syndicated radio show, and we are stepping into the conversation and looking to uncover how faith influences culture and how culture influences our faith. Be prepared to hear from some amazing guests, known and unknown, insightful conversations that will get you thinking. And most importantly on the show, we are especially interested in encountering the living God and hearing about how he is transforming lives. Check us out on the World Wide Web at www.theperspective.tv. On Facebook, you can search The Perspective with Mike Sherbino, and you can also find us on YouTube. It's time for The Perspective with your hosts, Pastor Mike Sherbino, who's been building churches across Canada for a whole lot of years. Always ready with some good old-fashioned comedy, Mike shares his hard-won Christian wisdom and experience. And we call him marvelous around here. Mitch Hunter, whose own experience as a youth pastor and musician, helps him connect with people of all walks of life. The Perspective welcomes a host of thought leaders, seekers, healers, and followers, all to hear God's voice that speaks in all languages. So sit back and relax, and don't worry, this isn't a show about the things you're doing wrong. It's a show about a whole lot of good news. From a mighty church just outside of Toronto, here's Mike and Mitch. We're happy you're with us today on The Perspective. Mitch, we got an amazing show. I'm glad you're with us today. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. You know, I didn't send you an email, but how come we're dressed the same? This is just embarrassing. Well, strangely enough, I was going to say, I got the memo, I got my jean jacket, and so now I'm starting to wonder who is sending these messages. I didn't messages. send the memo. Maybe you're reading my mind. <laughs> There's more happening behind the Are scenes. Are you trying to look cool like me? <laughs> One of us is helping the other. I know that. One of us is helping the other. <laughs> Okay, well, for the next show, we'll just switch shirts, okay? That sounds good, yeah. But we got to uh, talk about trying to be funny. You know, we have to try. We're trying. But we got an amazing guest right now, don't we? That's correct. Tell us who they are. Well, we've got Bush and Julianne Hartman, and uh, I'm excited, Mike. I grew up watching uh, some of the shows that Butch worked on. I'm thinking Fairly Odd Parents. I grew up watching that my whole life. <laughs> Why are you looking at me when you say Fairly Odd? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we could get into that later. <laughs> Well, we'll have fun today. Butch, Julianne, just want to welcome you guys on yeah, the program. Welcome to the program today. We're so glad you're here. Hey, guys, we're glad to be here. I don't have, we don't have jean jackets, but I am wearing jeans. All right? and we have, I the have same, jeans on. We have the same like, shirt. Yes, yeah, I can have, see that. They got the memo. Well, listen, yeah. uh, if the show really starts to nosedive, just keep your leg high in the air, okay? And uh, But Julianne, oh. we're glad you're with us as well, just to balance out uh you know, this guy who's uh, not just a funny guy, but us wannabes as well. Hey. We've been married. Uh, it'll be 31 years here in a couple of weeks we've been married. Can you guys, we're older than, longer than Mitch has been around. We've been married 31 years. Well, Mitch, how long have you been married? Tell everybody now. <laughs> I'm just about six months in, so I'm catching up. Yeah, he's catching up. Yep. And, uh, you know, happily or sadly, I've got all you guys beat on that one. I think I'm hitting 42 years, but anyways. Wow. I got married when I was 12, but that's a whole other story. Butch, listen, just tell us a little bit about the past and some of the things you created, how it happened, and how Julianne, I want you to chime in and give us the actual story afterwards, okay? Of course. <laughs> the actual story, yeah, okay. Well, here's, here's the pretend story. No, uh, I'm actually from near where you guys, uh, I, I'm from Michigan originally. In fact, we used to go to uh, uh, Windsor, Canada all the time because I'm from the Detroit area. So I was born in Michigan. And I just grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons my whole life. That was really the only place to get cartoons back in the day, long before the internet, Mitch. This is before the internet, before <laughs> you could actually have a DVR and freeze the screen on your TV. So I loved drawing cartoons. I would get uh, little reels of Disney movies, and I would put them on a projector and go into my bathroom and shut the door because it was the darkest room in the house. 
And I would, I would project the image on the wall and I would freeze it and I would draw over them on the wall. And that's how I kind of learned how to draw cartoons. And um, I ended up going to a school called Cal Arts in Valencia, California. When I was 18 years old, I left Michigan to go learn animation in uh, 1983. And then from there, I just got into the animation industry and started doing every job you could do, character designs, backgrounds, writing, uh, whatever it took, I learned how to do it. Then an opportunity rolled around in the late 90s to pitch a show to Nickelodeon. And I pitched a show called The Fairly Odd Parents. And they bought one cartoon. I did one episode, like (laughs) kind of the pilot episode. It was seven minutes long. I did it mostly by myself. And then um, they liked it. They gave me a couple more to do and a couple more. And then about three years later, they focus tested it, meaning they put your cartoon in a room full of kids who have your life in their hands, basically. And they watch your show. And if they like it, the network will make the show. Unfortunately, they like the show. I think Mitch must have been in that room. Anyway, they... <laughs> Listen, I got lost when you were telling... You were showing the movies in the bathroom. I just wanted to know where you're sitting, but I shouldn't say that, you know, oh, right now. So I just... Sorry. <laughs> Julianne, bring us back to uh, Ground Zero. Where did you guys meet and connect? And, and tell us about that synergy. Well, what's interesting is that uh, Butch and I got saved 23 years ago, and we're not 23. So you know that we lived uh, um, the majority of our life, you know, in, in the, the world. world. And, yeah. uh, you know, we Jesus Christ was a cuss word in our house. So we didn't know uh, growing up and him as well. And so we really knew nothing about God. All we knew was... Uh, was that if we did bad, God was going to punish us. And so we stayed away from that as long as we could until um, a friend of ours actually brought us to a church and and just asked us, you know, hey, I'm going to get an award. Will you guys come and watch me get this award? Well, I, I he didn't go. He said, I'm not going. I went and I came home that day and I said, I don't know what I just saw, but whatever it was, we've got to go back. And mm-hmm. that literally start that just changed our lives completely but before that butch and i met doing stand-up comedy hey (laughs) and we were so good we're not doing it anymore yeah yeah so let me just jump right in and ask you to uh this new project you're working on the garden tell us a little bit about that and uh kind of how it started where the passion came from and what it's all about Oh, amen. Thanks for asking. You know, um, uh, Julianne, as she was saying, we got saved 23 years ago. We made Jesus the focal point of our lives. We love the Lord. We're both ordained pastors now. And after 20 years at Nickelodeon creating four shows, um, I left Nickelodeon in 2018 asking, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? And I had this idea for the garden uh, back in 2005. It's about a little lion named Lenny, a little lamb named Lucy. They live in a mystical, magical, miraculous garden where anything can grow. You can grow a donut bush or a pizza tree or an idea. <laughs> Good. anything. And uh, God comes down every day and talks to them as a rainbow. And they talk, they call him the boss because they work with him. Hi, boss. He goes, hi, my, 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 my world changers. How are you? So he gives them an assignment to do every day. And it's through their relationship with the Lord that they learn how to do the assignment better through a scripture or a song. It's really, really fun. It's for kids three to eight. But I knew that no... Hollywood studio would make it because it was a Christian show. So we sat on it for like 15 years mm-hmm. and have just recently begun producing 40 episodes of it. And we're so excited. Well, so let me ask you, uh, first of all, I wish that we could get a donut bush or a pizza tree. I might uh, look into that. But <laughs> you said you first had the idea in 2005. So w- what's that like to hang on to a passion like that for uh, some 15 years before it starts to come to fruition? Tell us about that. Well, it, it kind of goes book, back to the book of Habakkuk, if you think about it, in the Old Testament. It says, um, write down the vision. Habakkuk 2.2 says, write down the vision, make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. And, and then it says, after that, 
the vision is for an appointed time. So sometimes you might write down your vision. Yeah, listen, we live in an instant world. We have inst- everyone, everything now, we have right? Amazon. Yeah, we have, we have Amazon. Right. We have you know the internet. We want everything right now. But sometimes that vision you have might be for a time when you're ready for it or when the world is ready. So we just sat on it. I, I noodled with it a little bit. I was still very busy making my other shows. I was very grateful to do that. I had a wonderful time at Nickelodeon. But then it was time to make this show. And it's time now for this show to come out. We want this to be... You know, when you can name a Christian cartoon, it, uh, it's very hard to name many of them. There are some, but uh, we, yeah. we saw a real gap in the marketplace. We thought this would be a great show to make now. So it's really the perfect time. Julian, wow. let me ask you this question. The whole creative aspect, <clears throat> where does that happen between the two of you? Is that like pillow time? You're trying to fall asleep and you're you're bouncing ideas off? I'd love to hear about that. You said the S word, sleep? No. Sleep um, doesn't. You know, honestly, Butch and I, uh, we've been married, uh, be 31 years in a, in a week. Uh, you know, before this time, probably couldn't have worked together very well. We, you know, we're very, um, we're Type A. Very, type, very type A. Type A. But what I love, though, is that God, and talk about timing. It isn't just the timing for the people viewing the show and everything else that goes with it. It's also the timing of Butch and I working together. I stayed home. We raised our girls. And the timing was perfect. So do I get in the way of creativity? No. Does he get in the way of the admin and all the business part? No. So we both are really complementary towards each other. We, you know, um, we we just make it work. And so, you know, sometimes his ideas get a little big and maybe out of budget because his creativity is so incredible. What do you mean we can't build an airplane? What are you talking yeah. about? I, I, what do you mean we can't do parachutes off the building? Come on, it'll be fun. So I've learned to say no nicely. Wow. Okay, okay. that's a whole show in itself. How do you say no nicely? No. <laughs> yeah. right, so, so I'm just wondering, just in the last 30 seconds or so, I want to know each of you, uh, your favorite cartoon growing up. I'm curious. <laughs> Everyone? Casper the Friendly Ghost. That's how old I am. No, okay. well, we, could, we could call it Casper the Deceased Little Boy. But okay. I like, I really like uh, Speed Racer and Spider-Man. Those are my two faves. Okay, very interesting. We're going to be back in just a minute with Butch and Julianne as we talk more about their new children's cartoon called The Garden. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We all love stories. They shape our minds, fuel our passions, and give perspective to our situation. Speaking of perspective, have you checked out The Perspective on your local TV network? The Perspective is Canada's newest daily faith-based program that addresses the issues between faith and culture. You will hear stories from guests like Lisa Bevere, Daryl Strawberry, Paul Henderson, The Godwink People, David Nurse, and many more. Hosted by Dr. Mike Sherboneau, The Perspective is here to help you find and follow Jesus. Check us out at theperspective.tv. Looking for a church to connect with? North End Church at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines has the welcome mat out for you, and Pastor Mike would love to get to meet and talk with you. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. North End Church, where everyone is welcome, no one is perfect, and anything is possible. Also, we're back with Butch and Julianne Hartman and talking about their joint project, The Garden, a Christian uh, cartoon, and how helpful is that? But Julianne, what I was so impressed by is the way that you're able to weave scripture right into a kid-friendly, catchy song. And just tell us, uh, how do, does that come naturally to you, or do you find that difficult? And, uh, and why do you do that? Why do you put scripture right in the cartoon? Well, the main thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm a songwriter. I wrote all my theme songs for my shows at Nickelodeon. We had many songs in my shows. And um, I just love writing songs. And so 
what better way to get kids to memorize scripture than to put it in a song? You know, Julianne and I, and I think, um, uh, not you, Mitch, but uh, <laughs> other people on the set may have grown up in the 70s and watched a show called Schoolhouse Rock. And um, Schoolhouse Rock was a show that, you know, taught us about, you know, how Congress works. It taught us how math works, taught us all these different things through songs, through music, grammar, yeah. grammar, all this stuff, you know, a noun is a person, place, or thing. And so I thought if I could do that with scripture, it'd be great. Just like the clip you just showed. If you want to be my first mate, go read Luke 638. A kid's going to memorize that. And someday uh, they might, that, that scripture will reoccur to them when, when, uh, when they're going through something in their life and they're going to need to remember, you know, remember that scripture. And re- you have to realize the Bible's not so scary. It's not a big, intimidating book. It's right. a very friendly book. The Lord wants you to read this word and get to know him and know know all about him. We have to know who the Lord is and what better way than to put it in a song that a kid could memorize. You know, you're so right on when you talk about that, because what I didn't tell you is that we have five children of our own, not Mitch and I, but my wife and I. <laughs> and uh, that was a lame joke. But anyways, <laughs> um, and we have three grandchildren as well. But when we would go on, in the van on long trips, we would be singing the songs from way back then, some of the praise songs, Salty. And then, of course, there was Veggie Tales. And, you know, those songs, they just kind of drove me nuts after a while. But they're still embedded in our mm. adult kids. And they can quote the songs. And it was a way to teach incredible truth. So how much music is interlaced in this cartoon? Is it just wow. a key song or is it all the time in and out? We have a song in every episode. Mm -hmm. And you know, when Butch and I, we got saved 23 years ago. And so our kids are 25 and 27 now. There was nothing available. Imagine now I'm 37 years old. He's 35. We're just learning. Not now. Not back then. We're just learning. We don't know what we're even learning. We're trying to understand. And now we've got children that we're trying to also raise, train up. And so if we would have had a show like this that was entertaining, was funny, was truthful, um, had songs in there, safe, had had scriptures in there. Oh, my gosh. Things would have been so different. So we've heard that the 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 cry of the parents out there that are not finding anything out there that they feel safe with. So that's why we've created this show. We've also created an an app where all the episodes live on so that you as parents will not be afraid to hand your child a device and say, go on those other platforms and try to find something, you know, that's suitable. There's no minefield on this uh, app that we've created. You know, you'll go on some other platforms. You've got to kind of put, you know, parental locks and things, but we've got the garden cartoon app. It's available on iTunes and on Android, and everything on there is completely safe for your family to watch. Right, so just tell us more about the app. Is it, you know, can I just get on there? Is it, uh, is there a subscription? Is it pay per episode? How does it work? And and once again, where can we find that? You can find it, like I said, on the um, the iTunes uh, App Store or the Google Play Store for Android. Yeah, um, it's a free download, absolutely. There's free items on there. We offer several free episodes just to check it out. If you want to go a little deeper, you can subscribe. It's a very, very low price, but uh, we put new episodes on every month, and there's uh, games, and there's Bible teaching on there as well. Wow, right several platforms now. We're on Pure Flix, we're on Yippie TV, and we're on Christian Cinema. But those episodes are, there's only six that are streaming, but there's more on the Garden app, and you'll get those more every month. And one thing he said was true. We, every episode has a teaching, a curriculum, mm-hmm. so that you as a parent, you as a grandparent can sit with your kids and really talk about what you just watched in the show and bring that now back to scripture. And, you know, the main thing is, is to teach people, teach kids that Jesus loves 
loves them and yeah. that he wants to be the Lord of their life. Yeah. Wow. You know, I get, I get kids today uh, who've watched Fairly Odd Parents who I meet on the street. They'll say, Mr. Hartman, I grew up watching your show. It really meant the world to me. Thank you so much. And um, I can't wait for 10, 15 years from now when a kid comes up and says, it's because of your show that I know who Jesus is. And that's, wow. that'll be the ultimate uh, reward for us. Well, so let me jump in and ask you, you say that there is a teaching in every episode, uh, but we know kids have short attention spans. And uh, sometimes I feel like- Wait, I short... <laughs> So just, just, just tell us- Harry you... falls asleep every time I <laughs> preach in church. So like, I don't know what, you know, talking about kids have a short attention span. I'll, I'll, I'll take the rap. Tell us, how are you able to put a, a, a solid biblical teaching, but also keep attention spans, keep it, uh, especially from the clips we've seen, Keep it fun. How do you do that? Mainly, it comes down to the writing and the characters. I mean, uh, we we have to start out with a story that kids can relate to. Okay, you know, Lenny Lenny doesn't want to get a haircut today. So how do we? You know, how does how does how does he avoid getting a haircut? Now, how what can we do to weave a scripture into that? And sometimes, but sometimes we'll start with a scripture. You know, don't exalt yourself. Uh, okay, well, let's see. Uh, there's that scripture in, in the Bible that says, "Don't sit the high place at the king's table unless the king comes in and kicks you out." And uh, you know, you sit the low table that the king bring you up to the high place at the table. So maybe we can put a story in there where some, one of the characters exalts themselves and learns not to do that. So there's all kinds of ways you can look in the Bible and and see just just all kinds of amazing truths in there. The clip you showed about given it shall be given. That's one where uh, Lenny Luther on the beach and a pirate captain pulls up, and his name is Captain Snappy. He's an alligator. He wants to find all the he wants to find all this treasure, so they help him find the treasure. And they think they're going to give it to everybody, but he wants it all for himself. So they teach him how to give, you know, so things like that. That's so interesting. Hey, listen, talk to us about the comic strips as well. We want to hear about that. Julianne, can you fill us in on that? The comic strips. As far as in the, we have a kid's Bible. Oh, book, right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's a children's Bible. Actually, we are here in Nashville because we're meeting with Thomas Nelson Bibles where uh, we're going to shoot a bunch of videos for this amazing Bible that Butch illustrated. It took him two years. We have over 200 drawings in there. Mitchell's um, 12 when I started. Yes. We have uh, Lenny and Lucy uh, are in that Bible. They're in uh, very famous scenes. And uh, the Bible is just, it's so beautiful. It's so sweet. And people are just loving it. Parents are loving it because we do have some comic strips in there. And it just, it it brings it more to a, a fun level where kids will want to learn and that they want to get into that Bible. It's colorful. It's a lot of fun. And then when you have the show that complements the Bible, it's just, it's, I can't even take the credit for it. We can't. God is the one that orchestrated the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So we're just doing what he told us to do. That is very, very powerful. I'm so, I'm excited to hear this. Um, and for a whole bunch of reasons that would take a show for us just to talk about, but tell us what's next for you guys is if you're not doing enough, uh, are you thinking ahead? Like maybe can Mitch and I star in one of the cartoon episodes coming up? Like that's really our I've hidden been, agenda. I've been thinking about it the whole time. You guys got to have the jean jackets on though. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have no, guys, well, the next thing for us, we're going to be uh, producing a garden movie and we're going to keep expanding the app and just keep uh, growing the garden universe. We want to make sure that Lenny and Lucy get into the hearts and uh, homes of as many kids as possible, as many yeah. families. Because like Julian said, you know, we're parents, too. We've heard the cry of people uh, around the world who who don't have anything safe to show their kids. When I put uh, this on my social media uh, hey, I'm doing a Christian kids show. I thought I'd get a couple of likes. We've gotten thousands of likes. Hundreds thousands, and thousands. Hundreds of thousands of comments. Thank you. Thank you for making this. It, it really didn't surprise us so much, but the amount of people 
thanking us was really surprising. We're just very grateful. Yeah. And we hope people can really enjoy what we're And one of out. our goals is we also have another little show called a Garden Sprout. So that's for babies zero to three. Then we have three to eight-year-olds. That's what the garden Three to eight to yeah. 10, the garden. So we want to go a little older as well. Um, and then also do the movies. So there's a lot, you know, there's always going to be something growing in the garden. No <laughs> Awesome. Well, so good. Butch and Julianne Hartman, appreciate the work you guys are doing. And once again, for folks at home, you can find uh, the Garden app on the Play Store or on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. And for folks at home, stay with us. We're going to be right back. I want to take this moment to tell you why we do the perspective. And Julie, there are two words going through my mind. <laughs> I know what they are. What are they? Hope and help. You got it. You knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Hope and help are so important. And can I just share with you as the viewing audience that we want people to experience the hope that happens when they put their trust in Jesus. I know it transformed my life. It will transform yours if it hasn't already. We also wanna help people and through the many interviews and as we teach God's word, to help people to realize that the Lord is with us, that he is our refuge and strength. So could I ask you to help me give hope to people across our country. Why not go to the link below and donate to support the perspective and together we can give hope and help to our country. Well, hey, that was just simply amazing talking to such creative people and what an amazing way to get God's words into the hearts of kids. Mitch, what was your takeaway? You don't have kids. I got kids. I got grandkids. Well, Mike, you know, I think on the one hand, as far as I'm at the church, I think, wow, that would be a great resource for some of our young people. But I just think, you know, Mike, speaking as a guy with no kids, a young fella, I'm thinking what is so interesting about Butch and Julianne is that they took this passion that they loved, passion for comedy, for art, for storytelling. And what they did is they said, well, I'm going to turn this back around and use that for Jesus. And I think that's so great. So whether a person's passion is art, like the people that we just had on, or storytelling, maybe for folks at home, it's music, or maybe it, maybe even weightlifting or sports, whatever <laughs> it is, how can we use this to bring glory to God? And so I want to encourage people that wherever you're at, your gift can be used by God, and He can use that to His glory if you'll allow Him. What do you think, Mike? Well, it's, it's easy to get stuck in a mindset, right? Mm, and we say, oh man, I can't do anything. And, and what do I have to offer? And here's a guy starts out in his career. He's an animator. And he goes one thing after another. But they had a, an encounter with Jesus that turned their life mm -hmm. upside down. One of the questions we didn't get to ask was, you know, with the Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, yeah. uh, what are they saying now? What are they pondering and processing? It would be so cool if actually if their program was aired there, and maybe that's not going to happen for a while. But I really am excited for the fact that Christians are standing up and we're claiming back land. We're saying, hey, we want to teach good values to people wherever you're at. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. So whether you're in the schools or at work or even a stay-at-home parent, there's so much you can do to witness for, uh, for the truth of Jesus. And, you know, I was just thinking the other day, Mitch, I watched you at the church, and there was a whole bunch of young people coming in, and they're saying, can you teach us the Bible? And I'm scratching my head saying, it's been a long time since Twist I said rubber people arm. coming in. Yeah, and maybe you're going to watch one of these cartoons just to lighten it up a bit. Yeah, that's right. Hey, folks, why don't you stay with us? We're going to be right back as I'm going to be unpacking a whole new series this week on the subject of envy. I want to take you back to the early 1900s. I want to tell you about a city. Maybe you've heard of it. Its name was Messina. It's a beautiful, breathtaking city in Italy. 
And around the turn of the century in that city, despite all the natural beauty and the booming economy, there was also an underground going on. It was an ungodly, it was a sinful city. Beneath her beautiful uh, scenery and all the glamour of that place, crime was going on. It was kind of like a New Orleans or maybe a bit like Miami way back when. It was a modern version of Sodom and Gomorrah. And three days before Christmas in 1908, the newspaper, which was called the El Telefino, one of the editors uh, wrote something. I have it down here. He printed an article where the writer made fun of the whole idea of Christmas, of God. And he wrote, if there really is a God out there, and if he really is this all-powerful being, and if he really is displeased with all the sins of the city, here, get this, then he dared God to make himself known by sending an earthquake. Imagine that. They printed it in the paper. Kind of like someone picking a fight. So if you don't like what's happening, what are you going to do about it? Interestingly, three days later, on Christmas Day, an earthquake struck the beautiful city of Messina, and over 84,000 people perished. Now, some people looked on that and immediately said it was just coincidence that the earthquake followed three days after the writer had taunted God, while some believed that it was clearly an act of God's judgment upon a sinful city. Just as God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah in the Old Testament for their sinfulness, so some said God was destroying Messina. Folks, I don't know for sure, and I can't say for sure if the earthquake was an act of God's judgment in direct response to the sins and arrogance of the city. But I'll tell you one thing as a Christian, it would be a whole lot easier to live in a world where God's justice is carried out like that, where the good is always and immediately rewarded and the evil is always and immediately punished, where God's word is the rule and the law, no ifs, ands, or buts. But you and I don't live in a world like that, do we? On the contrary, it seems that we live in a world where justice is turned upside down. We live in a world where instead of good being rewarded and the poor and helpless being punished, um, it just doesn't happen that way. I remember seeing an article, and maybe some of you do, where it was on the state of Texas, where the death sentence was still allowed, and the whole issue of capital punishment. It talked about people who could afford an attorney got off, while those who couldn't afford an attorney and had to take whatever the state provided to them Every one of them lost the case and ended up on death row. It seems that injustice prevails. And many times what happens is we look at other people and we say, I only wish that I could have what they have. And we wonder, God, why is life unfair? Why is it that we go through this? Why don't you immediately punish the wrong? And why don't you immediately reward the right? And we come to Psalm 73 and in Psalm 73, we find an interesting scripture. It was written by a guy who was a worship leader, a guy who had written 12 of the Psalms. His name was Asaph. And while he says in verse 1, which really could almost come at the end of the Psalm, he says, truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But then he goes on and says a big but. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled and my steps had nearly slipped. Here it is. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Something happened in Asaph's life when he looked at other people and he became envious. Envy is often referred to as the green-eyed monster, 
which wants to tear us down, which wants to destroy us, which wants to warp our idea of God and who he is, of what is just and fair and what needs to be punished and what needs to be rewarded. And many times we lose our relationship with God when we think that he is not being fair. And just like the situation in Messina, I can't speak into that situation. I don't know if it was a judgment or if it was just uh, a random act of nature. But I do know this, that we long for right to be right and wrong to be recognized as wrong. But it is so easy, and we're going to be unpacking this over the next four days, to see that when other people who have no place for God seem to prosper, how do we understand that? And envy wants to sneak in. And when the winds of life are shaking your branches, I want to remind you of this truth all week long. And here it is. God is still holding on to the tree. He is the one that is still in charge. Don't let envy take you down. And join us again tomorrow as we unpack more of Psalm 73 on this whole subject that rather than taking us down when we handle it, we can rise up. Thank you for listening to The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau. If you like what you heard or have a question for Mike, send him an email at this address, mike at theperspective.tv. Again, that's mike at theperspective.tv. Visit our website at www.theperspective.tv and check out our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com and type in The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau. There you'll find hundreds of videos that'll keep you entertained and thinking for hours. Thanks again for listening to The Perspective, where we are always seeking to uncover how faith influences culture and how culture influences our faith. Until next time, we'll talk to you then.